Well, hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your friend, and your sister in Christ, Georgia Brown, and I am beyond honored that you are here for a very special episode. Today, we're hanging out with our sister in the Lord, Anne Nielsen, as she just released her newest book called The Brushstrokes of Life discovering how God brings beauty and purpose to your story. Anne literally paints the most beautiful pictures of angels and just paints them with such beauty and texture and color and heart. She worships the Lord through this act of surrender by truly giving him back his canvas of saying, Lord, have your way. And this conversation was so encouraging, so uplifting, and such a sweet reminder to surrender, to worship in the waiting, and to be still. So I pray that this conversation meets you right where you're at, and let's just go ahead and dive right in. Well, Miss Anne, thank you so much for joining us on Faith and Friends. I'm so glad to be here today. I am so beyond honored, y'all. We have had quite the time trying to get this interview in. The enemy's just afraid of this conversation we're going to have. I just, I just know it. Yes, yes, yes. But we're here today. So yes, God gets all the glory. He sure does. And he's so good. And it's so evident that truly in and through your life, he has had his hand upon you. And what's so sweet is he is using your hands to show of his glory. And I just admire your work so much. And I'm just so grateful that you have said yes to him. Yeah, well, surrendering, surrendering what's in our hands, surrendering what's in our heart, and just watch and see what he does. It's really immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine. It really is because take me back. Did you ever think that you would be where you are here? You've always been creative, but take me back. When did this all begin for you? Well, I knew as a young girl that I wanted to be an artist. Third grade, I wrote a paper. What do you want to be? I want to be an artist. I also wanted to be a wife and a mom. I have a lot of children. Um, fast forward, I made a D minus in 10th grade art. I was a little awkward and a little nerdy and um, was not the best student. I mm. want to say I doodled my way through high school. and um, But I knew that he deposited that dream in my soul and in my spirit. And so um, it wasn't until I, I struggled in college. I, I learned that I flunked out of Florida State. Um, oh. I was only there for a year and a half. I came home trying to find myself, and um, it took a long time to get back into college. I did graduate with an elementary education degree. I taught school for um, one year. I taught third grade, and it was really a precious time um, of me teaching these young children. I mean, I was in the third grade when I wrote that paper, and wow. here the children are um, you know, they're so moldable and they're so precious. And every subject, whether it was math, whether it was science, I would always incorporate an art project. And so my mm. art was bubbling up. And that's when it really started. Um, it was many, 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 many years ago. But I had no idea that God would take that dream as a little girl and that I would be here today. And again, I say, you know, when you, I knew he, put that dream and that um, tool in my hand, whether it's, you know, string and beads for necklaces or whether it's painting, 
um, or carving the fish out of my little platters. He put that tool in my hand and I, you know, every step of this journey, as I surrendered it back to him, I was able to let him work in and through me um, for a higher purpose. So it's been, Mm -hmm. it's been a journey. For sure. Isn't that amazing? Like you said, the verse exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask, think or imagine. That's just who he is. And what's so amazing is he crafted you in your mother's womb with these, with these gifts, with these things that he wants us to operate in and really um, find the fullness of joy and freedom in. And that's for every friend listening, whatever that is. I love as I read of your story in the brushstrokes of life, like it makes me think of those little moments of, I grew up in a furniture store. My parents had a furniture store. And so- I would be in the back office, like writing these dreams down of just different things I wanted to do. Like I wanted to be a teacher, but now I didn't realize that I wanted to like share God's word and teach that like different Uh, things uh, and how music would be incorporated and just everything because man, he'll show you a little glimpse of like, Hey, this is what I've created you to do. Lean into this. And then when you're ready for a little bit more, you'll, you'll take a step back and he'll say, okay, beloved, do you see now? This is a little bit of the bigger picture, but then when you're ready for it, he's like, okay, let's add another piece to this puzzle. (laughs) It's kind of mind blowing because he knows, he knows what we, what we can't handle. And so he'll just give us a little bit and then it makes us come back for more, Miss Anne. Like, do you, do you ever have moments like that where you would just come back for more? Oh my gosh. Every single day. Mm. And I love that picture how he just, he doesn't dump it all out there for you. And, you know, that pressing in and, you know, and I do, I tell myself this all the time and I tell my team and my staff, you know, surrender, surrender everything back to him. Mm. As we press into him, he will give us glimpses and, you know, our hope and our desires, and he will pave that way. Um, I'd love to, um, and I did not come up with this. One of my dear prayer warrior friends did, but Mm -hmm. we need to rely on the Holy Spirit, not the hurry up spirit. And I want to hurry up things. I want to, you know, when I'm designing a product or, you know, coming up with a new idea, I want to hurry up and have it. Hmm. but I got to surrender it back to him. And, you know, is that in his will and is it his timing and truly have to walk in that? A lot of times I hurry up and things crash and burn and fail Hmm. (laughs) and I have to like, stop is the author and the finisher of my faith. And so it is, it's a daily walk, a daily surrender. It is, it is a walk. Like we, we do try to outrun him when ever I read through the gospels, he never ran anywhere. Jesus showed us, you don't have to be anxious for anything, but by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, like just, you know, even prayer, present your request to the Lord, like just lift up your eyes to heaven. Like your redemption draws nigh. And I just love that because every time I try to rush through things too, first of all, we miss what the yes. Lord's trying to show us through yes. it. And yes. then we, I don't think sometimes we enjoy the gift as much because we're hurrying the process where we are made through that process. And I've been learning that too, even through leading worship, Miss Anne, like I'll watch the main worship leader and she she's still for a moment. And for me, it feels like a thousand million years yeah. you're up there and you're like, but she's listening and leaning yeah. into the Holy Spirit and saying, okay, 
Do you want us to go into another song? Do you want us to sit? Do do we need to pray? Like whatever that is. And so many times we just think it's Father, Son, and Holy Bible, but it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I'm so grateful for that. That's a beautiful picture. I do like that pausing. And I, gosh, preparing for this launch and preparing for all this stuff and the world swirling around you, the noise of the world, the, you know, the new, everything. And he's calling me. And I think a lot of us to be still and to know that he is God. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And for us to really press in to God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit who fills us up and who directs our ways. And so I love that just pausing Um, That is a word for me these days is to be still and know that he is God. I love that. I mean, it's true. We have to be still and being still doesn't mean, you know, being stagnant. It may just be worshiping in the waiting. And and that's when he'll give you clarity and rest. Yes. I love worshiping in the waiting. And I worship to me, worship music. Um, is such a powerful, it's just a powerful part of my life because I put on head, my, you know, my headphones, I put blast, blast my praise music. And that is when I stare at a blank canvas and allow the Holy Spirit to mm. flow out of me and onto that canvas. And so worship music is a form of being still listening to those, you know, the song, the words, listening to God speak. Um, to the depths of my soul as I pour out, you know, my paint onto the canvas. Mm. And it's just, I love worship music. I love it. Me too. Oh, I want to talk about your paintings. But first, oh, tell me, so what's your favorite worship music to listen to? Do you have like a favorite anthem right now or anything? I do not have any favorite of anything. You I love just it all. put it on and I allow the Holy Spirit, whatever song is flowing through, mm. whatever Pandora's station, radio, I just allow the Holy Spirit. And so, um, you know, that's funny that you say that because when I was back in my 20s, um, I am not one that can name the artist or, you know, spew the words to every song or, you know, sing the song. I That's not me. I did not get that gift. My children did. Mm. But I was in my 20s and I thought I was super cool. And I went to a Rolling Stones concert. Ooh. And I was like, oh, you know, never been to a concert before, but I go to the concert and I'm like, oh my gosh, they play that song. I love that song. And I had no idea that the songs I was hearing were really actually their songs. And I was just like, I walked out there with the biggest L on my big loser. (laughs) So I've gotten a little bit better with worship music and knowing who the artist is and, you know, knowing the songs, but still I am. That's a challenge for me. I just allow anything that comes through worship music, just let those words really speak to my heart. And it is a Holy Spirit moment. Um, So it's really not about the artist, but about what they have created. The Mm. word, the music, the melody, the song, the message to really minister to my heart and, you know, what I'm painting for that day. 
Wow. And that's same with your work too. Someone could see that and they just see a glimpse of their father. They see a glimpse of heaven, a glimpse of a heavenly perspective. And I've done the same thing too, in a different aspect of going to a church, maybe for the first time, hearing a song and being like, wow, that's great. They must've written that song. And then you hear it on the radio and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's so fun. Now I have an interesting question for you, Miss Anne. So these songs that you're listening to, do they ever affect like the color and the timbre of of what you're drawing? Like if it's a more like worshipful song from like more of a a different perspective than all just joy. Like when I think of joy, I think of my sunshine yellow. But then sometimes there could be like you know, some beautiful reds and dark blues and these colors, like how does that process, obviously you're led by the spirit, but I would love to hear a little bit about how the colors come to life for you on the canvas. I think that's a great question. And, you know, when I first started painting, um, I was like, you know, I had the big Crayola box of colors. I mean, every was, you know, it was on my palette. Um, as I become became more of a seasoned artist, mm. I like to use a very limited palette. So I might squeeze, you know, two, three, four colors out of my palette. And I just, that's the favorite part of, you know, painting and working with oils and mixing colors and seeing what colors evolve out of, you know, your, your limited palette. Um, so there are days that I might put three colors on there and I just, I, I do, I allow the Holy spirit. I don't see the, I mean, I have never physically seen an angel. Um, and I tell people all the time, we don't worship the angels. We worship the God who created the angels. Come angels on. You know, they are placed on this earth and they were created for a purpose and a reason. And so we don't worship them, but we worship the creator. And, um, but I just allow the Holy Spirit to just whatever I'm working on, yes, whatever colors, you know, evolve onto my canvas. Sometimes I'm looking, I'm like, how did that just happen? And you know, I, um, so it's for me, it's a very worshipful, worshipful time. I mean, I am lost in translation and worship, whether I'm praying for, you know, a painting that's going to a client that has lost a loved one, or whether I'm just painting a painting that might go into a body of works. I am really pouring whatever the words, whatever the music, whatever my prayer, you know, is pouring out onto this um, painting. An interesting story. This was several years ago. I was really praying. Um, I was preparing for a, 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 um, a show and I was putting together a body of works and I just was crying out to the Lord. I don't want to be a factory. I don't want mm. to create angels on a canvas and frame them and sell them. I want these ethereal beings to truly have a connection with the viewer, have a connection with the collector. I want them to speak to the depths of their souls. And so I prayed this prayer and I said, if I'm to quit painting angels, hit me over the hammer. I had hit me over the head with a hammer because I need to know. Um, So I go to the show and it was a beautiful show. And I had a girl that I had signed a book for. She had just lost her father. She was walking out of the gallery. She did a U-turn beeline back to me, sobbing, saying, I've never had art speak to me the way that that painting at the front door spoke to my heart. 
And so that was just a little God nudge whisper saying, yes, you know, there's, there's depth, there's meaning, there's purpose and why I paint and create and do these little ethereal angels. So Mm. the nudge, a nod, a wink from God, keep doing what you're doing. We need those, don't we? Yes, oh, we do. He's so kind to bless us with with that. You know, I, he's so such a good father. He is and, a good father. Man, that makes me want to cry because that really met her where she was at. But for her to even turn around and to tell you, then yeah. minister to your own heart. And she may not ever know that, you know? That is just yeah. so sweet. Wow. God he is, is a so good, good. Good father. He he is. And you know, for us to really go and back to that be still. Mm. Oh, and and I'm usually still in front of my canvas, even though I'm working, but to hear that still small voice of our loving father, he sees us, he knows what we're going through, he will provide for us, he will equip us. So just being able to hear the still small voice to drown out the noise of the world everything that's swirling around us and to know he is good. Yeah. So friends, are you giving yourself space to be still? Because that may be just something you need to hear today of like, maybe I need to take a step back. Maybe I'm standing a little too close to this canvas or situation or circumstance Mm -hmm. because that's kind of your canvas is my piece of paper when it comes to songwriting. (laughs) You know, it's like, I love how nothing can become something and you never know. But when you surrender it to the Lord and say, not my will, but yours be done out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks and out of the overflow of the heart, like Truly, he just writes in and through us, and it doesn't end with us, Miss Anne. It begins with us. And so it just amazes me that these angels are all over. But here's the deal. Like, they're real, more real in the spiritual than we even see these beautiful works here in the physical. And I'm so grateful that you brought that up of, truly, we do not worship angels. Like, angel worship is, like, icky and idolatry and not good. But they are ministering spirits and Psalm 91 covering, you know, he will send his angels regarding you. Like, I am so grateful for that, that they are warring on our behalf. And, oh, Miss Ann, there was a huge storm the other night, like huge, like our, my worship leader even called and woke me up at two o'clock in the morning. And first of all, I didn't even realize they're here. The sirens going off. And she's like, you need to go to your safe space. And I was like, oh, Okay. Wow. It was like yeah. that bad, like a tornado. And my brother was awake and he was on the front porch. And I'm like, excuse me, sir, we need to go to our safe place. Like, put your helmet on. Like, we got to go. And he was like, man, Georgia, I was just praying. And I was just praying, may our praise strengthen the angel armies. Because Georgia, it looks like there's a battle going on in wow. the sky. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Wow. Oh, wow. How old is your brother? He's 20. Wait, he just turned 21 last week. Wow. That is a powerful, just powerful voice, powerful vision. Yes. I just love that. And so with your work as, as you work on a canvas or writing a book or friends, whatever we're doing, may our praise strengthen the angel armies because we're pushing back darkness right now, even through this conversation, through you just putting the brush to the canvas, like Like we should be so empowered by this good news. I love that. I love that. Love that vision. Yes. 
Amen. Amen. We love it. So when it came to painting angels, because you, you really honed into that, honed into the colors. When did you realize, okay, like this is my bread and butter. This is what I feel so drawn to and called to. How early on did that begin? Well, I, I will tell you, I painted my first angel 20 years ago. And no way. I was, so we, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I did have a pottery line. After I taught that third grade class, I started dabbling in pottery. I had an incredible pottery line that took off. And then I got married, had four children. And I kind of put that dream, my, my artistic dream on hold for a season, just a season. My kids were little. I wanted to pour any, everything in, you know, as a mommy to be, you know, yeah. to care of these little babies. Um, but then we built our house. I had a little studio because my heart was just crying out. I wanted to create, I wanted to, you know, get back into paints. And, um, so I had this little studio when the kids were off at school, I would go in there and I would dabble. Mm. And I, I'll never forget painting my, I was doing landscapes and still lives and figures. And I painted my first little still life of a pair my daughter came home from school and she looked at me and she said, mom, I think you need art lessons. And I was really proud of my pair. Oh. Uh, I did take art lessons and I, I wanted something that reflected my faith. Mm. Not that I'm an angel, but you know, I experimented with crosses and, um, and texture and color and out popped this first angel. And I sent a picture to my sister and it was tiny um, and I said, what do you think? And she said, wow, I think you found your voice. And so I started painting these angels and, um, and they literally started flying off my counters and into people's homes and I was having shows. And, um, and then one day I um, was volunteering at a harvest center, a homeless shelter here in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And it was a very powerful day. Um, there were 300 homeless neighbors, we called them, were being spiritually fed. There was worship and a pastor and they had nothing, but they were worshiping God like they had everything. Mm, wow. And I was in the kitchen preparing the physical food. And I, I just left there that day. My heart wanted to serve, but you know, I also had this passion to paint. I also wanted to be a great wife and a good mom. How was I going to do all of this? and do it well. And I heard the whisper, paint and give back. Mm. And the day I got home, um, we had those old answer machines that you had to rewind. You are probably too young to remember what those even look like. But um, a lady had called me and said, um, she had been selling my little paintings at her store. And she said, a lady she came into the store, bought all of your angels that day. And I wow. knew that God and I were in a partnership. I was going to paint and I was going to give back. And, um, and that was my heart to be able to bless others. And so this became just the start. And I'll never forget my husband, about six months to a year in, he's like, how, how many angels are you going to paint? How long are you going to keep painting angels? I'm like, until God tells me to stop. Wow. Uh, and they have evolved and, you know, and just it's the layering it's the layering of you know texture and color and i have the saying you know our lives start out as a blank canvas 
Um, but as we go through life, you know, whether it's good, bad trials, tribulations, joys, triumphs, whatever, God adds that texture and that color so that one day we're going to look back and we're going to see his beautiful masterpiece in our lives. And he can take our, you know, our mess. I'm a messy painter and he can create that message in and mm. through our, our mess. So never in my life, 20 years ago, would I, you know, dream that I'm here. I like to say there are no two fingerprints alike. There are no two snowflakes alike. I would like to think there are no two angel wings that I have painted that are alike. So um, it's, it's been quite the journey. And again, it's for me, it's a worship time. It's a kind of pulling back from the world and being able to allow God to speak to my heart, whatever I'm going through, whatever I'm doing for that client, that collector. Um, it's, it's more of a ministry now. Not, I mean, I still have passion to paint, but it's shifted to kind of a ministry. That is just so beautiful. It really does make me want to cry. It's so beautiful because we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony and just hearing your story and where he's brought you and he's the potter, you are the clay and then becoming the the potter in some senses to now, you know, he he saw you and you were a blank canvas and he knitted you together in your mother's womb. And it's just, it's such a reflection of heaven. And that's what he's called us all to in all of our different avenues if you're a nurse, a stay-at-home mama, yes. you know, whatever you're doing, do it all for the glory of the Lord. And it's just so inspiring. And I'm just, this is just so fun. You are so beautiful <laughs> inside oh, and out. Great. Oh, wow. Oh. Well, the brush tricks of life will take you through that because everybody thinks this is a glamour job. And yeah, because of all the people, there's been some very special people that have entered into my life. I got a phone call from Oprah Winfrey one night. That was come on. Um, Yeah. I, I loved her heart and how Mm. she gave back. She had that angel ministry. And I always knew that I wanted to paint an angel for her. Mm. And I painted this angel. It came out on the canvas. That's particular day I heard the whisper that's for Oprah I kind of argued with God for about a year and a half no way it stayed in my studio and and people would want to come try to buy it and purchase it and I was like I don't know I think that's for Oprah and I never sent it to her until a year and a half later I'm watching the news and she had just come out with breaking news that she had half siblings in the nineties. And then she just found out she had another half sibling. And when they met, I'm just like, that's the painting. That's the painting. So I packed it up, wrote her a personal note, printed out the note that I had typed a year and a half ago and sent it on to her. And on a Tuesday night, um, she, I get a phone call at eight twenty, and we're cleaning up dishes and stuff. And the phone rang and um, I answered it and it was not a block call or anything. It was an area code 312. And I answered it and she said, is Ann Nielsen there? And I said, this is Ann Nielsen. She goes, well, this is Oprah Winfrey. And I'm like, oh, hey, Oprah, <laughs> I want to take you and go have coffee. have not had that cup of coffee with her yet. Um, but my daughter, the, the same daughter that said I needed art lesson said, mom, you sound so lame. I'm like, I am talking to Oprah Winfrey. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And I thought, you know, it, it was probably a, you know, five minute phone call. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a five hour phone call, but sure. It was so cool. And, um, and yeah, there's so many divine appointment stories that God brought into my life. And I just, so people see that, you know, the highlight reels, but what they don't see is, you know, the struggles and the struggles are real and, um, but how God meets you right where you are. And, um, and so the brushstrokes of life takes you on that journey. And, you know, it really is, you know, I hope the reader comes away that they can discover how God brings beauty and purpose to their story as well, wherever you are, whether you're in the depths of, you know, being a mom to toddlers, or you're a lawyer or a doctor or a podcaster, wherever you are, God meets you. And he will bring beauty and purpose to your story as well. Mm. Yes. And amen. I feel like all of this comes back to surrender and listening to the Holy Spirit because I I love praying for divine appointments and, and leaning into his voice of like, are you sure this is you God? Like, and, and just seeking peace and pursuing it. And you will find him when you search for him with all of your heart. And if you wouldn't have, there's so many things that moment with Oprah would not have happened if you would have sold the painting or didn't even like put that onto the canvas. There's so many steps along the way of moment by moment doubt. surrender. Yes. The doubt is all that, that hit me a lot of times, like doubting, like mm. really, am I good enough? Really? Mm. Did you really say that doubting? I mean, you know, and we've just got to drown off and kick off that, you know, kick off the nose that come your way. Um, yes. people, there's a chapter in my book about in the chapter is called no. And mm. As a child, you know, I struggled in high school and my grades were not great. And my parents said no to art school. And, you know, no, you're not, you you know, starve, you'll be a starving artist. And no, you, you know, and you've got to really take that out of the vocabulary because, you know, you really got to, like you said, press in, pray, tune into the Holy Spirit because God's promises are yes and amen. Yes. I was just going to say that. Exactly. We got to take no out of our vocabulary. That is yeah. so, so good. I love that. And as we close, I want to read literally just the first three lines of your book, just even in the introduction, because as I was reading this, I felt the canvas was coming to life. Oh, the oh. way that you write, it says the blank canvas stares at me, its white face, stark and bare. And yet even now I sense the promise of life within God will bring beauty to this canvas. I'm sure of it. I have this confidence because I've painted for more than 20 years. Never once has he failed me. And so I look at the blank facade in front of me with anticipation and wonder. What will you do with this one? I ask the master artist. Uh, I got goosebumps just hearing. And he is the master artist and he has created each and every single one of us fearfully and wonderfully made. And he, each of us has a purpose and a plan that he, you know, he has plans to prosper us and give us hope and a future. And so, yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey. He gets all the glory. Mm. Um, just can't wait to see what next, Lord. Yes, what next? Open hands, open Open hands, hands. surrendered hearts. Yes, open hands, surrendered hearts, leaning into the Holy Spirit. And I guess what I just want to leave our friends with today, Miss Anne, is will you 
be willing today to lay down your will for his and say, Lord, master artist, use me today. Isn't that sweet? Lord, master artist, the one that created the heavens and the earth, I surrender to you and your will be done. Use me. And Miss Ann, you've done that through your life. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Friends, thank you so much for joining me in this sweet episode. I am so grateful for the new friend that we have in Miss Anne. Isn't she just such a lovely woman of the Lord? Y'all, I gotta tell you, I'm super excited because Anne has partnered with us in celebrating the release of Hi God, It's Me, a 20-day devotional to a stronger, more powerful prayer life. So over the next couple months leading up to the launch, we are having a few big giveaways. Now, there'll be one in May, June and July, which will feature some of her beautiful products. So head on over to my Instagram at I am Georgia Brown to see all the qualifications to enter because I would just love to have you and I would love for a piece of Anne's work to be in your home because it's such a sweet thing. So in that giveaway, there will be some of her works, of course, a devotional alongside many other goodies that truly just make my heart smile and I just wanted to share them with you. So I'm super excited about that and I just pray that this episode truly brought such a smile to your face and peace to your heart. So friends, before we go, you know what I'm about to say. I would just love to pray for you. Lord God, I thank you so much for each and every friend that listened to this precious conversation that we had today with Miss Anne. I pray that it met them right where they're at and that you truly ministered to their hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit, God. Thank you. Lord, I thank you for each and every friend and the gifts and talents that you uniquely knit inside them as they were in their mother's womb. And as you're revealing them to them as they walk through this journey we call life, Lord, I pray that they would continually surrender. Not our will, but yours be done, Lord. God, because your hopes and dreams for us are bigger than we could ever ask, hope for, or imagine. Truly. So Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. May we lean upon you, not our own understanding, Father. And I just pray against any scheme of the enemy right now that is trying to come to kill, steal, or destroy these dreams and desires, Lord. May we re rebuke the devil, but may we first submit to God. May we submit to God, as your word says, then resist the devil, knowing that then he will flee from us. So God, I just thank you for your goodness and your mercies that follow us all the days of our life. May we joyfully be obedient and heed to your voice. May we be still and know that you are God and you are fighting on our behalf. And may we know that good things take time. So God, as we're just walking in step with your spirit, God, may we have an attitude of delight and joy to enjoy the process with you because you're putting things in us and pruning things out of us. And so, Lord, may we be able to step back and look at the canvas with you and entrust back to you the paintbrush, the typewriter, the song lyrics, everything that makes up this beautiful melody of life, Lord. You are so good. I thank you for Miss Anne for this book, The Brush Strokes of Life. I pray that you would bless it. It is so good. I thank you for Miss Anne. Bless her ministry, Lord God. And Lord, I just pray for each and every friend that the joy of the Lord would be their strength. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. 
Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining me. This was so fun. I seriously love Miss Anne. My family and I are going to try to make it to Charlotte to go see her studio and gallery in person. And so if you're in the Charlotte area, try to make it up there and say hello to our new friend. Okay, make sure to enter those giveaways. And I'll see you for our regularly scheduled podcast fun in this prayer series on Friday. But until then... Do not forget, there is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important. Thank you.